Thank you for listening to the Brock Wilson Blueprint Career Podcast. Please note that you can find the video form of this content on the Brock Wilson Blueprint YouTube channel or on our website at brockwilsonblueprint.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave us an iTunes review. This will help us to grow and to create content into the future. Thanks for listening. The Blue Blazer is back on. Let's talk about one of the biggest factors in career and personal development. Comparing yourself to others. More importantly, comparing your situation to others. Hi, I'm Brock Wilson, founder and director of Brock Wilson Blueprint. If you find this video useful, please like and subscribe to our channel. You can also find this content over at any of your favorite podcast providers through our Brock Wilson Blueprint career podcast. Today's topic is all about the trap that so many of us find ourselves falling into, and that's comparing our situation to those of our peers by measuring our success against the metrics set by other people in other situations. In this video, I'm going to explain to you why this thinking is toxic and also completely irrational. So stay with me. Okay, let me give you a scenario. And we're going to call this one the race of life. Imagine success in life was a 100 metre sprint to the finish line. And at that finish line was wealth, health, status, and a life of reduced hardship. For the sake of this exercise, let's imagine that there's three runners in this race. And the race begins as soon as the child is born. Now, in lane one, we have our standard runner. Mr. Middle Class, born into a stable home, decent education, middle class upbringing. Both parents together, both parents loved him. This guy had a decent blueprint to follow in the form of his parents. They worked hard and they had various traits that he could model himself after to ensure his success in the future. With our race about to begin, he lines himself up at the starters block, the zero meter mark at the very beginning of the racetrack. As he prepares himself, out of the corner of his eye, he spots our runner in lane two. In fact, in lane two, he spotted more than just the runner. He realizes that there's three people in lane two, the runner and his parents, both of which are carrying him over his shoulder and into his starting position. Our runner in lane two comes from a wealthy family, privileged background, high education from an elite school, more than just good habits. He has an entire blueprint laid out for him. The time is right, and he's had sufficient education and social life, he's going to take over the family business and carry on in the footsteps of his father and his grandfather on the same blueprint for success. The crowd watches on as the runner in lane two is carried on the shoulders of his parents past the runner in lane one. Only he keeps going because his starting point is at the 90 meter mark right at the end of the racetrack. As our runner in lane two prepares himself for his very short race, his parents walk away winking at the race official as they leave. A prior relationship between them and the official evident to all those who are paying attention. Finally, we come to our runner in lane three. Or, should I say, hobbler. Now, his parents are nowhere to be seen, and he's visibly carrying an injury as he hobbles up to the starting line. The runner in lane three came from a low socioeconomic background. Sadly, he's had a patchy education due to his background of trauma and abuse. This, along with adult responsibilities being thrust onto him at a very young age, 
has meant that he hasn't practiced his running anywhere near as much as he would have liked. Nonetheless, the crowd watches as he hobbles and wheezes his way to the starting line. And, with another wink from our runner in lane 2, the race official leads him over to his true starting position, 50 metres behind the starting line. As he stretches and warms up, he notices the race official setting up hurdles in his lane only. Some of these hurdles are quite large, some of them smaller. But there are many hurdles between his starting point and the finish line. Ready, set, go! Our race of life is finally underway. Now, our middle class runner takes off the fastest. He shoots out of the gate like a rocket. Remember, this runner was raised to believe that hard work will get him to where he wants to be. And with his parents' guidance, he was able to develop an incredible running technique that saw him shoot out of the blocks at such a tremendous speed. His parents are beyond proud. They are absolutely beaming in the crowd. They've never been this proud of him. Shortly after this, and our silver spoon friend in lane 2 has barely moved. Now, don't confuse this with a tortoise and the hare situation. Our runner in lane 2 is no fool. He knows the game. He knows he has more than enough time to finish his stretching before he needs to get going. Glancing casually over his shoulder, he notices the runner in lane 1 making his way towards him. Meanwhile, the race has also begun for our disadvantaged runner in lane 3. Fighting a nasty cough, he takes off in earnest, leaping hurdles as he goes. And you know what? He clears most of them too. All of them except for a couple of the larger ones, which trip him up, but ultimately he keeps going. Predictably, the race concludes in the manner that you would expect. Our runner in lane 2 has got himself moving and casually strolled the 10 metres across the finishing line. Shortly after this, our runner in lane 1 has made it across the line as well. And up on the screen flashes PB. He's run a personal best time. But what about our runner in lane 3? Well, it took a while but he made it past the finishing line. He was walking by the end of it, but he was determined to finish, and while everybody was packing up, he finally made his way across. Later, the crowd erupted as our runner in lane 2 received his big gold medal. Now, there are no silver and bronze medals for this race. As the saying goes, to the victor go the spoils. Money, status, health, life on easy street. All for the gold medalist. In his post-race interview, he's asked, what is the secret to your success? Hard work, he responds flatly, his parents nodding along in agreement. You know, I simply work harder than anybody else, so it's no surprise I'm the champion again. Inspirational. I'm hoping you're following my metaphor here. So let me ask you, how should the runners in lane 1 and 3 feel about this situation? Should they be proud of their effort? Resentful of the overall result? Which runner do you most identify with? For me, personally, it's definitely the runner in lane 3. And sadly, I spent most of my 20s comparing my success to the successes of the runners in lane 2. Hell, even some of the runners in lane 1. What I've learned, and as I said earlier, is that thinking was toxic and irrational. Because in the game of life, we aren't running in the same race. Not at all. And as Theodore Roosevelt once said, comparison is the thief of joy. And what matters is what narrative you choose to tell yourself and others about the race that you're running in your life. As for me, I initially told the story of hardship. That was my narrative. 
My narrative was about childhood trauma, was about how many hurdles had been put up in my race. Starting well before the starting line, I grew resentful. Life wasn't fair. Why was it so hard for me when it was easier for so many others? That chip on my shoulder was becoming too heavy to carry. And you know what? Everything I just said in my story was true. That doesn't mean it was useful though. But at some point in my 20s, I reframed my narrative. I changed the lens on the story that I was telling. If I was a runner in lane three, what if I focused on the hurdles that I'd climbed? If I focused on the progress that I'd made? If I compared me to me? Once I started doing that, everything changed. I began building confidence and most importantly, self-esteem. And funnily enough, once I started looking at the world that way, I began winning my races as well. Yeah, even from lane three. I was even beating the runners in lane two. Not that that really matters. You need to stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Forget about those silver spoon runners in lane two. They're not ever going to get your struggle to understand your perspective. It won't happen. They don't and they won't have the life experiences that you've had. Sure, you could say they had a ridiculous head start on you, but they also didn't get the chance to build the mental strength and resilience that you did as well. And you know what? Deep down, they know that. And this is why you won't see these people recognize their privilege. They won't see the advantages that they've had compared to you. They will downplay the advantages they've had and focus on the hard work that got them to where they are. Hard work matters, but we're not all running in the same race. And remember, that's just a defense mechanism against a truth that they know deep down. Regardless, that's their narrative. Forget anyone else's story and concentrate on your own. Because remember, as I said, comparison is the thief of joy. You need to compare you to you. You need to narrow your focus and measure your progress against metrics that you decide. Not what society deems as progress, not what would be a good outcome for someone in a privileged situation, but what are the metrics you choose to measure yourself against. Set them fairly. And importantly, be kind to yourself. Celebrate your successes. Appreciate the progress that you've made already. It's not about where you end up. It's about the journey. And it's about what you're able to overcome and the skills you're able to develop in doing so. Stop comparing yourself to family members, to people of the same age, to people of your same friendship group. You're all running in a different race. Compare you to you. Remember, you're not running in the same race. Most of the time, you're not even playing the same sport. Now, the real magic here is to set your own metrics. And you can't do that unless you aim carefully at the goals that you want to achieve. We spoke about this in an earlier video and about how important it is to do that carefully. Do that well, do that fairly, and you'll have metrics to measure your performance against. Rather than comparing yourself to others, you can compare your progress towards the criteria that you set for your own life. And be careful, make sure you get that aim right, because if you aim at nothing, You'll hit it every single time. Thank you for listening.